Welcome everybody to the Mental Health Hour. Welcome to episode 104 of the show. Tonight we are discussing finding the right therapist for you. Uh, we speak quite frequently on therapy and the benefits of therapy and how uh, how therapy in conjunction with medication goes the extra mile uh, mm. rather than just uh, medications alone. It's not everybody's favorite thing, uh, but last week or last week or the week before, I was talking about stepping outside of your comfort zone when it comes to self-care. And it's not every, it's not every time you get a chance to try something new. Why not do it for brain health and self-care? But some people are adamant against it. Anywho, other people I've talked to are into the idea of therapy, but either aren't jiving with their therapist mm. or aren't taking anything away from it. Uh, or they aren't in network for insurance. There's monetary reasons, mm -hmm. which I think if I recall, I might have a slide for just that. Uh, I don't know if I uploaded that one or not though, but we can talk about it either way. I still have uh, the notes. Um, so if there's time towards the end, we'll discuss options that are available for uh, your therapy not being covered by your insurance. Mm -hmm. All righty. So let's jump right in. We've got uh, kind of a lot to cover, but I feel like it'll go smoothly and quickly. If at all, anybody, uh, of course, has any questions that is watching live, feel free to type it in the chatters box there and we will entertain them as we are rolling along. And as always, if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify or any of the other major podcasting networks, we're on all of them, then please feel free to leave comments uh, with questions, concerns, anything really mm -hmm. that we can do better. We're just two people up here talking about mental health. So where do we want to start? Uh, Gemma, I actually want to start with you. Uh, have you, I think in our chats together, you've discussed or talked about insurance being an issue or it, am I thinking of someone else? Uh, it can't, well, here the problem is you have the NHS here and whilst the NHS does have um some forms of therapy the waiting list is huge doesn't matter what age you are i am still waiting for some for thomas and he was referred when he was diagnosed with cancer and he still hasn't had any really so over four years and that's for a kid um i am having problems but the problem I have is, as I've discussed before, because I have self-harmed in the past, 
I no longer qualify for the one that's the lowest level. But because I'm now not actively trying to end my life, I don't qualify for the other one at the other end of the scale. So there's a huge thing in the middle where I fall into. And unless I'm willing to pay for it, I can be put on waiting lists and wait probably a lifetime for it. Right. Um, so, yeah, like you can get insurance and things. You can get private health care here. And that does seem to be a lot quicker. But it is also something that is considerably out of my price range. So, yeah, they even here we have the. And, and it's not just therapy. Uh, it's it's health care all around, like everything. Any doctor's visit, hospital visit, specialty visit, and it's all really expensive, right? That's why we have insurance. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, the well, the I don't want to say the wrong thing because they are making strides in the right direction. Mental health coverage is definitely on the uprise, mm -hmm. considerably. From when I got hired, um, it wasn't even a thing 16 years ago. And now we're seeing, uh, at least I'm seeing some commercials on television about it. So the big name insurances are starting to get on the bandwagon or, or they're, they're covering therapy sessions, uh, mental health issues alone. Uh, including uh, medications and what have you. Uh, medications, I don't think, was ever really a huge issue. It was just the getting the diagnosis and 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 follow up, and then you know therapy afterwards. Um, because, like I said, medication is great if you can if you can work out what medication be it for depression, anxiety, uh, whatever the case may be, if you can work out the right combination for your body, because we are all different and everything jives differently inside of one another, like what works for me probably won't work for Gemma mm -hmm. uh, or, or could put her completely catatonic, you know? Um, Medication's difficult. It can take a long time to get the right combination. And then if you're already on medication, it can counteract with those and have complications. I've been on and off them for a long time and still haven't really found one that I gel with. So it can be hard. Yes. Um, but medication, like I was saying, is great by itself. But studies show that it goes the extra mile if you're getting if you're receiving therapy on a regular basis along with your medicine mm -hmm. it it really does kind of help it along or i don't want to say it intensifies it because that's just not true uh it, it the combination of the two gels perfectly uh, studies have shown folks that do therapy on the same medications as folks who don't respond better and overall feel better. Of course, you're going to feel better 
it's just it's for those that aren't into the whole therapy thing it's it's really something that it is indescribable mm -hmm. i'm not a huge i wasn't that into it either the idea of it you know sitting and spilling my guts to somebody i don't know not comfortable mm -hmm. um, but once i got started it's just the floodgates open and when you walk out of there especially after something deep it's just indescribable the weight of the world that comes off your shoulders it's incredible and all it's indescribable i encourage anybody who's on the fence about it to try it because you'll see if you give it an honest go the benefits that come out of it and also what we're about to talk about you find the right therapist because we've mentioned it on here before you can't always settle for the first one if you hit a great therapist on your first go excellent you know i'm not saying that doesn't happen but a lot of times people feel trapped in a therapist relationship because they don't realize they, you know, you're paying them. This is a service that you're paying for. Just like if you bought home or brought home something that was defective or broken, you would mm -hmm. return it, right? Yeah, at that time, they, they are working for you. You're employing them. And if it doesn't work, then why keep going? Why keep paying for it? It's not something that is a one-size-fits-all and... Not everybody in life gets on, never mind when you're bearing your soul to someone. You want to make sure that you feel that you can trust them, you have some form of relationship, and that you can work with them. Because if you're not getting that from them, then you're kind of wasting your money and your time. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure it's somebody that you can really trust and open up to and then work things out together with because the last thing you want is to make it worse and I've been there myself I've had some terrible experiences with therapy in the past but eventually when I it took a while but when I found somebody that I really got on with and really felt like I could open up that was it everything just came spilling out and it really does help. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump uh, right into some slides. I have a bunch tonight. I think there's like eight of them. Uh, a lot. They, they, aside from the last two or three, they all are pretty much the same slide, but mm -hmm. they all say something different which is why I kind of went with it. It's, it looks like the same information, but it's in reading it, it was just put out there differently. And the way that some people said certain things warranted them all uh, for this episode. I think there's a good conversation to be had by all of them. Ray of Sunshine, also, I see you. Thank you for stopping in. Thank you for 
being a subscriber. All right, Gemma. Uh-huh. If you don't mind, let's take it from the top. We'll start with just some mm-hmm. things to look for. Okay. So places to find a therapist. So you can ask people that you know and trust. Check with family, friends, and co-workers. Use an online therapist directory to find a therapist in your area. Ask your regular doctor for a referral, so like a GP. Use a university program if it's available and accessible to you. Visit mental health organisations or services in your area. So mental health charities and things, they will often help you. Um, Check community centres, libraries, clinics and hospitals. And then if you belong to a religious organisation, ask your faith leader. Access government resources and check with your insurance company. Um, A couple things here of note. I feel like the vast majority, uh, not everybody, and I don't want to put my foot in my mouth either, but I feel, it's my opinion, that the vast majority of folks that seek therapy start with their primary care physician. In some way or another, you wind up at your doctor's office, and that's where you get the generic Zoloft or Sertraline. Uh, depression meds, uh, this, that, and the other. And uh, what people don't do is then when you get prescribed something like that, follow up with a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist Mm. being different from a psychologist because a psychiatrist is a doctor and can prescribe medicine. Uh, If you are prescribed anything brain-related, mental health-related, I highly suggest following up with a psychiatrist, see what they think, because they spent all their years on this. Mm-hmm. Your general care physician spent all their years learning everything. Yeah. So uh, he's he's died, or he's prescribing you medicine for your brain and then going next door and splinting a broken ankle, you know? So yeah. Um, they have enough to get by on each body part, but to get really, to delve really into a specific part, you need a specialist for that area. Right. It's like, say, if you were taking your car in or something, they can give it a general check all over, but if there's something very specifically wrong with it, it would go back to, or go to someone to look at that. Like, and the other thing about it is, that when a doctor gives you a referral to a specialty center, it doesn't have to just be mental health related. Usually it's anything. If you mm-hmm. go in for um, a referral for physical therapy, what they do is they see what insurance you have and they put into the system and outspits the closest approved to your insurance. There's no mm-hmm. real he doesn't know one way or that he or she doesn't know one way or the other if this is a good fit for you they just know it 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 works so there's no real personalization there which with therapy there really has to be 
Uh, I'm not saying starting with your doctor is a bad idea because I, I did that. I had to start. So everybody starts somewhere. I started with my doctor, but as I moved forward in my sobriety, I learned the importance of personalizing this and not just going with the first name that comes up on your approved insurance. All right, moving on to the next slide. This one might be a little hard to see, but I didn't want to break it. Let me zoom in. Okay, so how to find the right therapist and what to ask them when I call. So what I want, someone to explore patterns in my life. I can't make sense of, I can't make sense of and understand how it relates to my family and upbringing. So what do I ask? A well-trained therapist will be able to tell you if they work in the transference, transference? Yeah. And will explain how they see your family of origin might be impacting you today. Sorry, I'm zooming in and it's blurry. What I want, an experimental session that might give me my, might give me real. So sorry, this is really blurry. Right, try again. An ex. An experimental session that might give me real time feedback on how I am with other people to explore my family of origin and how to improve connection and intimacy. What do I do? Ask the therapist if the group they are running is a process group or a support group. Process groups may be more appropriate. Also ask if they are certified group therapists. And then what I want, fast acting solutions that will help me overcome a specific problem I'm having right now, a new way of seeing the world or a shift in perspective. What do I ask? Ask the therapist if they will help you identify goals and be assigning homework. This is the hallmark of traditional cognitive behavioral therapy. And then what I want, someone to help my family function better, to help us reduce conflict and to feel closer to each other. It's always okay to ask the therapist if they have experience working with families and if they've had additional training or supervision in family systems theory. And then what I want, is to help understanding of impact of relationships on my emotional well-being. Asking the therapist how they how the relationship between you and them will impact the work you do will give you a lot of information about it if they're the right fit. There we go. This slide. Um, sorry, it was really blurry. When yeah, I was I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to break it down, but it just. It looked like it would fit all right. Um, mm -hmm. And so what we're looking at here, um, and for those of you listening on Spotify or any of the other podcasting networks, uh, feel free or I encourage you to go to the Discord where these slides are currently posted um, and take a look at this one because the five 
categories Gemma just broke down there mm -hmm. um, are for different types of therapy. There's group yeah. therapy, there's cognitive behavioral therapy, there's family systems, etc. And each of them have kind of a what you're looking for. And then if that categorizes you, then what should you ask in, in your therapist? Mm -hmm. So take a look at it um, in the Discord and give it um, give it some consideration. It's a uh, it's a lot, but if you break down what exactly what group you think you are falling into, whether it be group therapy or uh, CBT, then you can just focus on that area. Mm -hmm. Move forward. Yeah. So again, finding the right therapist, having confidence in a therapist is essential for establishing a positive relationship. To feel comfortable with the therapist. It is recommended that you talk to more than one before making a choice. So here are a few questions to consider asking. So practical issues. So do you accept my insurance? If not, what arrangements do you have for payment? If I need medication, can you prescribe them or refer me to someone who does? Do you specialise in treating children? adults or both? What experience do you have in treating anxiety, depression, OCD or other related disorders? And then what training and or credentials do you have? And then working together, what is your treatment approach? Do you provide telemental health therapy? How will you help me overcome my problem? How long will it take before I can expect to feel better? What do you do if I do not start feeling better in the typical time frame? And how can I help in my recovery? That last question is paramount. Mm -hmm. How can I help in my recovery? This is your recovery. This is my recovery. I need to do some of the work. I can't expect to walk into the first therapy session, have uh, the clinician wave a magic wand, and then walk out of there completely better. Oh, I found you. Feeling, feeling well again, if you will. It's a process. And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, it's a lot of times a lifetime process. And, yeah. and it's work. If you want it, though, you're not afraid to do the work. So how can I help in my recovery? That at least also shows them that you're serious. Um, and then some of the other questions are good to keep in the back of your mind. Again, the insurance thing coming up. Um, and then, of course, children. Uh, if, if you need to seek therapy for your child. Um, and uh, telehealth is also becoming more and more popular since the days of COVID when we couldn't get out of the house to go see the doctor. We did it on Zoom, right? Well, they've kind of perfected that now. And a lot of the not so invasive procedural type visits 
don't require an in-person visit anymore. And therapy can fall under that category as you're just talking one-on-one. Um, so that's an option as well. If you don't want to go sit in a room with someone, you can uh, do it right in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. All right, let's move on to another one. I, I know it's like the same stuff, but they do say, they say it in different ways, and I thought it was prudent. Yeah, okay. So the only way for therapy to work is to trust and like who you are working with. Follow these steps to to find the right one for you. So narrow down your search. Imagine the person you might want to work with. Think age, gender, race, ethnicity, religion, politics. Keep in mind, many therapists may not disclose their own beliefs, and that is okay, because your therapy sessions are about you and not your therapist. But it's still okay to think about, though. What is your reason for going? Once you can identify the areas you want to work on, you can use some of these words to search for a provider who specialises in this area. For example, you might search anxiety therapy, Thousand Oaks, if you are looking for someone who specialises in the treatment of anxiety. And moving forward on the slide, I did break this one. Are credentials important? There are several levels of education, training and certification of mental health providers. Do your research and learn about the credentials of the provider that you may want to see. Insurance, out of network and questions. Depending on location, specialities, education and licensure, yes, licensure, you will find a vast range of rates and potentially confusing information regarding how to use your insurance benefits. Do your homework so that you know your financial responsibility at the beginning. Otherwise, it can get in the way of doing the work. Freaked out by the cost? Remember, there is no better investment than in you. Calls and consultations. Take a deep dive into the websites and bios of the three to five providers that you've picked. Make some phone calls and set up consultations. This is your time to make sure the provider you've picked is the right one for you. Ask the important questions and pay attention to how you feel. So a lot going on. Again, some of the same information, but then some other not so the same. This one is advocating for calls and consultations. Going and meeting the person uh, and doing a half hour consult with them to kind of, so you're not going into it completely strangers. Mm -hmm. You can see their personality. You can see, you know, if this is somebody you could eventually see talking to about some Deep, dark secrets, if that's the case. Good ways to narrow down your search. 
by getting online. Um, mm -hmm. I want to go back also and uh, correct myself if I strayed anybody the wrong way about talking with your general care physician about it. I'm not saying don't do that. Mm -hmm. I, I, that is exactly what I did. I just learned. And uh, as Hattie, I believe, mentioned earlier, it is absolutely necessary for most clinicians in mental health to take a referral from your doctor. So you're going to need that piece of paper anyway. But all I was saying is once you get the ball rolling, then you can take it into your own hands and kind of personalize it more. You don't have to stick with that first one that pops up that's covered by your insurance. You want to shop a little bit. This is this is serious stuff, and mm -hmm. you're paying serious money for it or insurance, but it's still a lot of money either way, and you deserve to get what you pay for. It's kind of like a recipe in a way. You can take a recipe from the internet or from a book and follow it the way they say, much like when you're going to your GP. You can do what they say, but when you know what you want and what you like, you can tweak little bits of it. Like you do with that. Patty says, if needed uh, to take meds, always ask your therapist or doctor for a generic drug prescription instead of having your doctor give an expensive name brand. That is good advice. Generally, they automatically prescribe, at least mine does. Um, I get the generic off the bat. Uh, and if there's some outside circumstances, which has happened before, I've had to get the name brand stuff, but they are able to discount it to the name brand or to the generic price because there's either a shortage or uh, they're out of the medicine. Um, more, most recently in the United States, I'm not sure about the UK, Gemma, but in the United States, there was a huge Adderall shortage or amphetamine shortage for ADHD medication. And mm -hmm. that put a lot of people on the street, essentially, caught with your pants down because this medication was quite necessary. Unfortunately, it is a controlled dangerous substance. So with that comes the drug seekers and the sellers and, you know, the people that are going to try and make money off of the wrong reasons, but for those that genuinely operate with that medicine, that was a huge deal. Mm. Um, so that would be one of the instances where you could get the name brand if that was in stock for the price. Okay, uh, so right now I'd like to jump into a video. Uh, it's a short little video about what what you're looking for in the correct line of thinking instead of there's a lot of videos out there and information on signs of a bad therapist but uh, the host here took it the other way she has done a video about that in the past but now she's done the opposite and pointed out uh, the good ones
All right, so let's take a look at this real quick, and then we'll come back. We'll look at a couple more things, and we'll close it up for the evening. As always, if there's any questions or further information you would like to talk to us, please reach out in the Discord or any of the socials. The bio link is in the chat, and uh, we would be happy to talk further about our stories or our um, shopping experiences for therapists. Anyway, let's get to the video here, and we'll be back in just a sec. Everybody, a while ago I put out a video where I offered up some kind of red flags to look for to know if you're seeing a bad therapist. And today I want to do the opposite. I want to offer up some ways to know that you're seeing a good therapist. Now for this video, I'm going to talk about six ways to know that you're seeing a good therapist. However, I know I can't name them all and talk about everything. So if you have something that you think I missed, leave it in the comments and let me know, okay? But the first one is feeling like your therapist is on the same team as you and is trustworthy. This kind of goes back to the basis of therapy really only works if we feel connected to them like we can talk to them it's part of what we call the therapeutic relationship meaning we like them they seem cool enough and we really think we can work together and i honestly think that that comes out of feeling like we're on the same team we're fighting the fight together right we're working together and that is where everything good comes out of the second one and i know you knew this was coming healthy boundaries what this really means is that they've set up a framework for therapy for you to keep it safe for you. This also means they work through their own ish. They've probably been in therapy themselves. So they're not bringing any of their own bullshit into your session. And this is what allows you to be challenged by them and to thrive. And so I believe that healthy boundaries need to be a part of every therapeutic relationship. And the third way to know that you're seeing a good therapist is that they're a clear communicator. This is not only important for setting up boundaries. I've talked about that a lot in the past where it's important that they communicate them to you directly and you're able to have a conversation about the boundaries. But this also means that they're well-versed at being a therapist and they're able to cultivate an environment where you know that clear communication and direct conversation can be had. An interesting thing about this is when we encounter this, if we're not used to it, let's say we were raised in a family where nobody really talked to one another, and ooh, we don't say things like that, and that could be taken the wrong way. It can feel really uncomfortable at first, but I think it's so pivotal to your work in therapy. And the fourth way to know that you're seeing a good therapist is that they can help explain more thoughtfully all that we're feeling. Meaning those symptoms that we have that maybe have been swirling in our head and we weren't really sure what it was and maybe we're feeling things in our body or having these emotions and we can't even tell you what the name of it is, we don't even know. Having a therapist put that to words, say it out loud, can be so incredibly validating and also help us better understand all that we're going through. Then once we have a name or a word to use for it, we can get better at saying it ourselves. And I really think that's such a great thing in therapy and necessary for us to be able to process through it and better understand our own experience. And the fifth way to know that you're seeing a great therapist is that they work with you to develop a thoughtful treatment plan. I know I talk about these a lot and treatment plans are pretty much just like a roadmap for therapy. And the reason I think this is so important is because it ensures they're not wasting your time. You're not just dilly-dallying, just catching up and chatting about your week. You actually are working towards something. And I think it's important for therapy to be focused on the real issues, working towards resolution of something that's been bothering us, 
versus, hey, so how was that trip you went on this weekend? It really keeps you focused. And I think it's really important for a treatment plan to be part of the therapy process. And the sixth and final way to know that you're seeing a good therapist is that they check in with you regularly about progress made and ask you to see if you agree. The reason this is so important is because it keeps us motivated. Often I hear from my clients, hey, I don't feel like I've done anything. I just feel like everything's getting worse. Our depression can get in the way, right? And talk us out of all the progress we've made. And so I think it's really important as a therapist to periodically bring up all the wonderful things that you've done, all the hard work you've put in, and all those things on that treatment plan that we work on together that we checked off. And so I think that this is a really key part of therapy and making the therapeutic relationship sound. And it means that you're working with a great therapist. I hope you enjoyed this video. It was actually really fun to put that list together. But like I said, I can't cover it all. So leave in the comments if there's something that I missed. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss it when I put out videos and turn on those notifications. And I will see you next time. Bye. Um, so some good information there. Um, one of the most, one of the most pivotal or important things I thought um, is to, to feel like you're on the same team but there has to be boundaries. Uh, they can't be your best friend. If, if you were looking for a therapist that is like your best friend, then you can just talk to your best friend. Uh, your therapist relationship has to be unique to that. And it, it, it can't be, and actually there's a slide coming up about that so i'll i'll wait for that and we'll get more into it but let's take a look at these last three slides uh before we close up tonight because these three are kind of looking at what to do if you're feeling cornered or you're not getting anything out of your sessions if you're already involved in a therapist's relation in a one-on-one a -on -one with a therapist and you're you're coming out of the sessions not feeling like you're getting anything from it, then here's some things that you can ask or say to them. Also, um, when it when it's time to maybe start looking another way, direction. So mm -hmm. Gemma, if you'll take us through the uh, last three, please. So things you're allowed to say to your therapist. Uh, I disagree. You let me down. I feel misunderstood. I don't want to talk about that. I feel uncomfortable right now. I'm not ready to share that yet. Can we talk about something else? That is not accurate. My experience is. Something you said is bothering me and I would like to address that. I don't feel like we addressed XYZ, whatever that would be. I'd like to go back to that. That skill you taught me isn't helpful. Can we try something different? So this slide is essentially confirming that you are in charge mm -hmm. of your recovery, of your therapy. You don't have to feel like the therapist is in control. Again, they're providing a service for money, your money. Mm -hmm. You're buying, you make the rules, right? 
Mm. So it's just a kind of a, I guess, an un, unsaid rule or just a way, a way of thinking that the higher trained individual that we have seeking, seeking, is that a word? That we have sought, uh, sought thank you, sought help from is in charge. And really, it's quite the opposite. You are allowed to tell your therapist that this is bullshit. This is not what I asked. This is not, you're not hearing me. Mm -hmm. I'm misunderstood. Uh, let's talk about something else. This is nothing to do with what I, you know, you're in control. You can steer the ship in the direction yeah. that you want it to go. And don't do you know what I find funny about things when we're talking about like therapists and stuff? Chances are that most people that would struggle to tell a therapist that there is a problem and that saying this is going to be everyone, if you're buying a product or a service and it's not right, you'd be able to tell them because it's a product, it's like maybe something physical or a service or something, yet they would then go on to struggle, they would go on to struggle to say that there was something wrong with the therapy they was having. I think that applies for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that you are, the thing that is the most important with the therapy, your own mental health, your own health. As it said in one of the other slides, there is nothing more important than yourself and your health. Sure. So why should you put that on the back burner and be like, just accept whatever you shouldn't accept? My it's, wife. It's not my, right. My wife is a great example of of that slide like or why that is a slide um she wants to avoid conflict at any measure mm -hmm. that, you know that a lot of people do that's fine there's nothing wrong with that but when you're paying for something it's not just ah oh, well nah shucks you know and paying good money mm -hmm. even so like you just go to the local fast food joint and they forget three of your burgers or whatever. Mm. I'm going back in and get my burgers. She's like, ah, you know, I don't want to be a, a nuisance or anything. No, you paid for it. You go in and get what you paid for. Yeah. That's, that's just stealing at this point. <laughs> but anywho, uh, just know that you're in charge. You're in control of your therapy, not the therapist. Steer the ship in the direction you want to go. Mm -hmm. Moving along, um, here's the one about the friendship. Yeah, okay. So therapy is not like talking to a friend. Therapists say things that your friends won't or don't know to say. Therapists are trained to address mental health issues. The conversation is all about you. Anything mentioned is to support you. You control the narrative because a therapist does not have an alternate view. And therapists highlight your emotional or dissociative responses. So basically they're calling you out mm. on your shit, which is good, which is necessary. Yeah. Which your friend won't do. And the other thing that anytime you talk to a friend, I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. If you're talking one-on-one -on -one with your buddy or, or your gal pal and you say, this happened to me and you're just looking for a little solace and comfort, 
the only thing most people know how to do is to not one up you, but oh yeah, I did that too, or I had that happen to me too, and and they turn it around so it's them, and that's what it's saying. The conversation is all about you. Anything mentioned is to support you. Mm-hmm. That's what makes this relationship different. There's nothing wrong with uh, the way most you know buddy buddy chats go. It's just the other person trying to show that they understand because they broke their arm in three places in a parking lot also. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so just something to think about. It's not a friendship. It, I mean, you can get along with your therapist and, and all the better, but it, it's not uh, the boundaries. That's where the boundaries come into play. Mm. All right. One last uh, slide. This is, when it's time to start thinking another direction. Okay, so when to leave your therapist. Are you leaving sessions asking what you're getting out of therapy? Do you feel comfortable with your therapist? Do you do you trust your therapist? Why or why not? Does your therapist hear and understand you? Does your therapist give you information and skills to help you deal with your problems? Do you feel safe with your therapist? And do you feel better or worse after leaving a therapy session? So just something to think about. Have you or have you felt or thought any of these if you're involved in therapy already? Are you coming out of those doors and saying, man, I didn't get it. A damn thing. Yeah. That's a problem. Um, I've had that. I, I had that once where I felt like it started becoming a real chore going to the point where I was trying to think of excuses about how I could not go because I always felt much worse coming out of it, more stressed. I felt like I was being bullied and I thought at the end of the day I thought well I don't have to go to an appointment to get this I can just stay at home <laughs> why am I doing this right um, and it, it was getting where I felt like I had to I guess lie to the therapist because I didn't want to tell the truth because I felt like I was being judged so yeah it wasn't working at all and eventually I did leave that particular therapist yep and it's and it's okay. That's mm-hmm. what that's what the big message is, if anything, tonight. Other than, don't settle on the first one. Go out and meet some different therapists because mm-hmm. you might like the first one, but there may be something better out there waiting. Um, yeah. But the big the big message is to not be afraid to take control of your recovery, take control of your therapy. Don't be afraid to shop around. You're Mm. you're not going to hurt their feelings by saying, I'm going to see somebody else. People do it all the time when they get medical diagnoses. Uh, They seek a second opinion, right? It's not because they don't trust their doctor of 30 years. It's just because they want to be damn sure, right? Um, So this is a blanket overview of trying to locate the right therapist for you. There will be more episodes on this down the road. There's a lot to talk about here. 
Uh, as always, please feel free to leave comments, questions, anything you have to us on the Discord in the comments section of either the YouTube replay or the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Wherever you're listening, feel free to drop a comment. They all come to the same place, so we'll get them no matter where you're watching. Mm -hmm. um, and please join the Discord. It's way easier to uh, get in touch. Uh, I think so, at least. Um, we'd like to thank everybody, as always, for all the gifts and all the subs and all of the bits. And all thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us for another edition. Uh, we enjoy having our regular live studio audience, and we also really enjoy uh, seeing everybody that at least comes through and watches uh, the the replays or listens to the podcast on podcasting networks because um, it tracks all of that for us. And we're ever grateful uh, that you guys still keep coming back to us. Uh, so we will, we are still working on an updated schedule for the next couple months. This one is a bit difficult because we're having a little trouble hammering out. We have some guest interviews lined up and we need to hammer those out before we put anything concrete. So that's the hold up there. We will get on that uh, as soon as we can. And we'll have that posted in the Discord as well. Gemma, do you have anything in closing? Uh, I wanted to just address something about the NHS one real quick. Um, even if you do have a, an NHS therapist and you feel like you have to stick with them because it's free, you don't. There is such a thing as a mental health advocate. Uh, I've found a list of them here where you can go on to. Uh, if you use the mind.org.uk website, there is um, a place there where you can look at getting a, a mental health advocate. And there's always um, pals. They can, if you are having trouble with the therapist you're with and you don't feel like you can tell them yourself, you can go through them. They will change the therapist. So there's ways around that. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that it was clear that you can do that as well. Even if, Just because it's free doesn't mean you have to settle for it. But effectively, you might not be paying for it now, but it is still something, you know. And then real quick, I've been doing some mental health courses and I got my, I've covered my name up. I don't want to show it on here, but there we go. I've got my first of hopefully many qualifications with mental health. Our own Gemma is going to be licensed, huh? Yeah. Or working on it at least. Working on it. Working Very good. It. That's awesome. I'd like to take some classes, on, but they, I just don't have the damn time. And there's, yeah, it, at least in the United States, there's uh, quite a few hurdles to get a licensure in this kind of work, um, as it should be, I guess. But mm -hmm. yeah, mom says congratulations, and as always, um, keep with it and keep us posted on the process. Yeah. All right. Let us close out with our normal community calendar uh, tonight under the supermoon as we posted earlier we will be joining Jim in Chicagoland on his Twitch handle uh, twitch.tv slash Jim in Chicagoland 
There he is in the comments. Folks, if you're not following him, give him a follow. He does some excellent streams. Uh, Catalyst is one of my favorites when I am awake for it. Unfortunately, these past few weeks, I've been in bed early uh, working a lot. So I should be there tonight. I I can't imagine uh, I, or I can't think of any reason why I need to get to bed super early. Um, so give Jim a follow, please. And also a ray of sunshine. God damn it. I didn't change that yet. <laughs> I am going to do it right now, or at least I'm going to pull the tab up. Ray, I'm sorry, buddy. I will get that changed as soon as we get off. I will mm -hmm. not forget. I'm writing a note now. But anywho, give him a follow on his Twitch channel here, as we still have in the chat. Um, and <laughs> so, sorry, Mom, I swore. Uh, give uh, give Ray a follow and uh, click on his or his about page, and it'll take you to his YouTube where he's doing bigger and better things as of now. Uh, Gemma, she is the one sitting next to me. She has her own Twitch channel. Please give her a follow. Cooking mm -hmm. trains, uh, baking, crafts, arts, ASMR, all of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And YouTube. I'm working on that as well. And there's Ray's YouTube as well. Please give that a follow for us. There we go. Pop um, if, you, if you click on that, you can hit the subscribe button. And that's just their kind of follow button. So you're not actually like but you can and you should because Ray deserves it. So does all of our great uh, folks that support this show. Um, Eric J Gaming on Twitch every Monday night. He was a former guest on the show. Give him a follow. Great dude. Uh, and finally, for all things Bunny, and I have one tonight. For all things Bunny, please follow our friend Ella the Bunny Mom on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Ella the Bunny Mom. But more importantly, go visit her website, mybunnyvalentine.com. All kinds of great merchandise like this. Uh, and there's Bluetooth bunnies. Um, Penelope loves all of the bunny stuff. There's apparel, hats, stickers, you name it. And all of that goes to help Ella and her mission to save the bunnies of the world. Um, also a former guest on the show as well. We love Ella. Give her follow. And use the promo code FIREDUDE15. That's it. That's all, folks. We will see you back here next week. And we'll work on getting that schedule out on the Discord. Until then, adieu. Yes.